0: All right, so let's uh let's jump into today's conversation which we're talking about uh what I believe the reason is why most real estate agents have a tough time converting the leads that they have in- into actual appointments and then furthermore it keeps them from acquiring new clients when they actually do meet with a prospective client. And, and what is the reason? Because there's cause and effect. You know, we just talked about the effect. What is the cause? The underlining a a cause is because most agents have happy ears. Well, what does that mean, Brandon? Happy ears means that most real estate agents that um, just are not willing to accept the truth. And what is that truth? That truth is that most prospects that we talk to aren't ever going to do business with us. It isn't that 80% are going to do business with us. No, it's quite the opposite. If you actually look at the conversion ratios, and this is not a podcast episode around lead generation like lead sources, but if you just average them across the board, I mean the truth is we're talking about like five seven percent conversion, you know from like lead to closing and, and that's being generous. And so what what's the real issue here? The real problem that I'd like to help the audience with today, gentlemen is i think most of the agents that that i've ever coached or that we talked to about a, a coaching relationship is many of them feel dominic and ben that they're on this hamster wheel that they're spinning their wheels that they're saying well this approach to lead generation doesn't work because of the leads and prospecting doesn't work because of this and these types of leads don't work because of this and it's because we are unwilling to deal in truths And I believe to be a great real estate agent, you have to do that in many facets of the business, but certainly when it comes to sales and conversion, if you are unwilling to hear the word no, you're gonna be in the lead collection business, not in the money-making business. That's what we're talking about. Most agents get in this lead collection mindset that any Tom, Dick, or Harry with a pulse, they're gonna chase this person to death and find out months later that they never had an opportunity to earn their business ever. And then they show up and they're frustrated. You know what, Ben, I lost another one, man. What's the problem? Why do I keep losing these deals? So that's the context. That's the framework for today's conversation. Ben, I'm going to go to you first and kind of get your initial thoughts on this. And then Dom, I'd love to hear from you as well.
1: So I I was thinking about what you're saying and something That even I have to train my mind to do going through this process is, you know, you think about walking down the street, you've got 20 bucks in your hand and you walk up to 10 people. There are going to be people that tell you and you try to hand it to them, give it to them for free. There are going to be people that say no, no, thank you. There are going to be people that take it and there are going to be people that you have to convince to take it. Right. Or like, you know, kind of like they're on the fence. Right. Uh, We just said, let's not convince. Right. But so I think the point is, is realizing there's a portion of people that no matter what they you know, I've got all the value. I've got 20 bucks right here that I'm looking to give to you, Dominic, and I know I hold the value and you say no, I can rest assured like I'm good. Right. Like I know you're the one losing, not me. And we need to go into this process knowing that we are the ones holding the value. And if somebody says no, we need to expect that upfront and be okay with it.
0: Yeah, let me add this one piece, Dominic, and then I want to hear your thoughts. You you just reminded me of one of the the main points for an, a real estate agent to take away from today's episode, and that is this is the question I ask almost every single agent that we coach. If if a prospect, Dominic, was never going to do business with you. When would you want to know? And every single agent that I've ever asked that question to all answers the exact same way. I want to know right now. That's what they say, but what do they do is the exact opposite. So they never, ever, ever invite the prospect to tell them, no, it's not a good fit. And my challenge to anybody listening or watching the show is I want you to think about this. If, if our business is built on trust and respect, I want you to ask yourself this, who would you trust more and who would you respect more? A professional who's open to the idea that it might not be a fit for, for us to work together or the person that no matter what is gonna to try to close you and convince you to do business with me no matter what. Which person would you trust more? So Dominic, what are your initial thoughts on this? <laughs> Holy moly, well you know there's
2: a lot to unpack here yeah. because it starts the point the point at which we're at right now actually starts way back in the beginning of the anatomy of a sales call. Obviously, I mean, you've coached us all the way along to find out some basic things first. I mean, the anatomy of a sales call works our way from, from the introduction to the pattern interrupt to finding out what the motivation is. And and then we need to find out if there's an opportunity for us to work with this person or not, because yeah, as we talked about 99 out of a hundred people are not going to end up working with us. And how soon do we want to know right away? So we have to go through this process of gently pushing the, the prospect away and we do that with certain types of uh, certain phrases and, and questions and terminologies. We we want to give the prospect every opportunity possible to say no, go away, don't want to hear from you anymore. I mean, that sounds like any number of different questions, but like listen, you know, when when you hang up the phone, you're not going to go, oh my gosh, I just made an appointment with a real estate agent. You're not going to do that, right? Because if so, it's okay. That's okay. Questions like, listen, I don't know if we'd be a fit for each other or not. I mean, we just barely met. We've been talking for 97 seconds. You don't know me. I don't know you. You might not like me and I might not like you. Those sorts of questions delivered in the right tone, the gentle pushing away gives the prospect the opportunity to say, no, 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 no. I'm interested then we know we have something does that make sense
0: so well articulated and it's just so um the word that comes to my mind is beautiful because the way the reason i say it's beautiful you guys is is when we look at human connection what we're talking about building rapport oftentimes well rapport to me is built on a basis of trust and what dominic just kind of outlined to the audience we're talking about some deep rooted reverse selling skill sets is you are making it safe for the prospect to do what to tell you the truth and isn't that what we want and versus if you don't make it safe for the prospect and you force them to have their guard up they're going to bs you so they're going to tell you what what you th- what they think you want to hear to get you to go away this is called the mirage of hope so they're telling you things like yeah, yeah just just call me back just call me back in the fall what what they really mean is I'm not I'm not interested, and they fall into the witness protection program, and you never hear from them again. And then the real estate agent falls into you know voicemail jail, and they just keep following up, following up, following up. Brandon, Dominic, this guy never answers. What am I doing wrong? Well, you didn't make it safe for that prospect to just tell you the truth. Either way is fine, because most agents tell us, you guys, and you guys know this. Most agents that we coach tell us, well, you know, man, that's that seems scary. That seems like a big risk. You know, what if they say they don't want to do business with me? Well, go back to the same question. When do you want to know? Would you rather know or would you rather have a prospect BS you because you didn't you weren't um, your emotional intelligence wasn't in a place where you could handle the truth of a prospect telling you no. But here's what we know. Yes lives in the land of no. And unless you make it safe for somebody to tell you no, it's virtually impossible for you to get a committed client. Because it's exactly what Dominic just said, Ben. It's when you say, Ben, let me ask you this. Listen, and either way, I'm fine. You know, I'm not the agent for everybody. And if we find out that that's the case, it's totally fine, you can tell me. Because here's the truth. The truth is, if I feel like I can't sell your house at the price that you want, I'm gonna tell you the truth. And I'm gonna tell you, and are you okay with that? And here's what we know. Most sellers want to hire an agent that that uh, has those types of character traits. So let me bounce it back to you, Ben. What did you take from what Dominic was just talking about?
1: Yeah, we're talking a lot about you know inviting the no and and not trying to convince people. And I think first, like Dominic brought up, it, it goes back to the beginning. And the beginning is you have like Dominic alluded to a process, right? You understand like a process that can work versus you just try something different every single time. And you don't know what works and what doesn't, you're just throwing it up against the wall. Right? So if we, you know, like we coach, we have a very, you know, a process that works, It still only works a certain percentage of the time, just like anything. But at least we know if we follow our process consistently and we do the right things and somebody tells us no, we are not um connected to the outcome we're connected to our actions and we're okay we're expecting the no we're not telling you just like accept it follow a a process get really good at that process and then when you do hear no versus somebody that has their hand raised that's who we're looking for
0: yeah because as a result here's here's the uh, uh the upside the upside is And this was me for years. That's why I can speak to this. So when I didn't do this, what ended up happening is I'd have all these leads in my follow-up book, Dom, and it'd become time to follow up with these people. And I would sit there and say, you know, what what am I going to say to this guy? I have no idea. Am I just going to check in and, ah, you know what? Let me just flip to the next lead. Gosh, that's what happens is these agents start to second guess all of their follow-up because they're all fake prospects none of them have any intention at all. And you end up, like I said, at the beginning of the show, you end up in the lead collection business instead of the lead conversion business. And so the the result is you, you generate higher quality leads for your database, for your pipeline. You set higher quality appointments, which in return, this is my favorite thing, Dom. When that starts to happen, then somebody's motivation to prospect goes through the roof. Because they know wow when i when i know how to execute this skill i generate really good results but when i don't i feel like i'm on that hamster wheel i'm spinning my wheels why would i make these calls anyways because i never get anything out of it you know just it's a painful process versus the agents who learn how to disqualify which is what we're talking about today they have amazing leads and they can't wait to follow up they go on amazing appointments because the expectations are so clear. There's a big difference in going to an appointment where you twisted someone's arm and you beat around the bush and they think you're coming because you have some type of buyer for their house when you don't, versus a prospect where you've it, given them, to, to Dominic's point, all the opportunities in the world to say, no, I don't want to meet. And the prospect said, no, 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 no. Dominic, actually, you, you sound like the exact type of agent we'd like to interview. No, we, we'd actually love to meet with you. And these are all no-oriented questions from a disqualifying perspective that lands you on much better opportunities. Dominic,
2: any thoughts on that? Yeah, I feel like you and Ben were reading my notes. (laughs) What's going on here? Like uh, backing it up a little bit, Ben is 100% right that if you have a process, a known process for a sales call, and you are well-trained, well-practiced, and you execute this regularly on a regular schedule, daily. You know when you finish a call. See, see what happens a lot of times with the new agent is they get the script and they go through, and somebody tells them no, and then and we get all these. We, we go through a call review for a call where somebody thinks they did something wrong, and they didn't do anything wrong at all. There was just no opportunity there to begin with. But they haven't done it enough with enough level of skill to recognize at the end of that call. Okay. That's a, that's a nope. That's a throw that lead, throw that prospect away. And let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next one. So if you've practiced that and you've put the time in and your skills are sharp, you just know at the end of the call, there wasn't anything there time to move on. And then to your point, Brandon, when we're doing our follow-up calls, when we're, we're reconnecting with these folks. When somebody says at, you know, yeah, call me in a month and you say, Hey, you know what? A lot of times when somebody says that, what they really mean is they're just politely trying to say, never call me again. That's not the case, is it? No, 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 no. Call me in a month. Okay, wh- what's going on in a month? Okay, little Johnny uh, is going to be graduated from high school. And perfect. Let's do that. In the meantime, I'll send you this, that. I'll send you the email and we'll we'll call. I'll call you in a month. When you call that person in a month, you have a legitimate reason to call them. And you can re- refer to that reason when you call them. Conversely, like you said, if you just write down somebody's name calling a month and you just took a big sip of hopium when you call them, you're like, shit, what am I going to say to this person? It's exactly right. You're like, I don't know. That was kind of weak. And then you just chuck it. Right. If you've got a, if you've got a database, a smaller database full of great people, you had great conversations with who legitimately would like to have a future conversation
0: with you, it's way easier. Wow. Just spot on. Spot on. You know, this just all reminds me of the goal. Back to the agent that we would coach to say, oh, I didn't get it. I, I feel like I did something wrong. No, you actually did something right. The goal is to get a yes or a no without the bias towards yes, without having hopium, without having happy years. Yes or no is fine. We can live with either. Why? Because they made a decision. What we can't live with what the the, the most difficult thing is living in the land of, you know, vagueness. Yeah. That's where we can't live. You know, it wasn't a yes or it wasn't a no. It was like you beat around the bush, so the you, you force the prospect to lie to you, pretty much. And then you just end up in that in that uh follow-up game, the chase game, and you come across as a needy, desperate salesperson because you just aren't willing to hear the truth. So, yeah. anyways, uh, the the moral of the story tactically, I mean, and Dominic gave a lot of tactical scripts and things you can do and some questions you can ask, is I think for agents listening or watching to the show, you would be a lot better off. If you are having conversations and dealing in truths, although it might be scary to say, well, I don't want to lose something. You don't lose You can't lose anything. You don't have right Dom? Another, another one of my notes. Nice. Yeah. 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 You can't lose anything you don't have. And so the best way to get something is by offering the truth to somebody, because the first time you do this, And Dominic talked about gently pushing the prospect away. And when that prospect pushes back on you and they say, no, 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 we we actually, no, please, we actually are interested. We've been getting a lot of calls from realtors, but you sound completely different. We actually, you will say, wow, you'll have a big light bulb aha moment for the first time in your career and say, I get it. I absolutely get it. I don't have to be in the convincing business. I don't have to use high pressure. Quite the opposite actually is true. The more I gently push them away and offer them to say no, the more likely it is for them to say yes. And there's a lot of science behind this. We're not going to get into all of that right now. But um, anyway, great stuff. Any any last thoughts that you guys want to add to to this topic?
1: Yeah, I think that often we hear, um, yeah, you know, Brandon, and I keep doing this and they keep telling me no, like you said, and. Uh, ultimately it's a lack of activity. They have too few people in their pool and then all of a sudden they throw it all out the window and they go back to convincing. So there is a little bit of a a rubber band effect where it is gonna be painful for a little bit. You've gotta follow the process, trust it, while doing more and more activity. So you can't solve this. It, it, It can only be solved by doing more activity and staying consistent to the process is my belief.
0: Yes. And the thing I would add to that, that you just reminded me of is we'll go a little bit longer here is, is that the reason why they keep getting no is because they're so attached to yes. Mm. So how they come across is they, they come across very pushy, very salesy. And so that's what leads them to the no all the time. So when you're desperate for the appointment, you know, just just let me come over. I, I, I promise you're gonna love this. You know, when you come across like that because you're so desperate for the yes, that's the psychological reactance that you're eliciting in return. And that's why people tell you no. That's why what we're talking about works so well. So when you come across the exact opposite and you say, Listen, I don't know if I can help you or not. If you'd like, we can meet as two adults and have a simple conversation. I'd be happy to share with you what I do with my other clients that leads to great results. And then Bob, you're an adult. You can decide if hiring me makes sense or not. People eat it up because it's, it's not, um, desperate. It's not needy and we're not attached to the yes. So what happens when we often ask, uh, uh detached from the yes, you get more of them. When you offer people to say no, They actually are more motivated to do the opposite. That's why it's not working for them, right? So yeah, go ahead, Dom. Yeah, I guess I would encapsulate this whole thing by
2: saying that our outbound sales, anybody's outbound sales calls are really a process of skillful disqualification.
0: thousand percent. That's what it is. You're you're sorting through conversations to see who we can help and who we can't so uh great episode today gentlemen i appreciate it if you guys have any questions about this any questions at all you can just throw them in the comment section beneath this video we'll upload the replay to to youtube um and there's a bunch of resources for you guys in the description so make sure you guys grab our script book you can get all kinds of resources check them out in the description and we'll see you guys uh in the next one real soon